Well, as has been said, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Our church is incredibly blessed with godly women that are here, that are connected, that are involved in everything we do, every single thing. To those of you who are mothers or grandmothers or great-grandmothers, happy Mother's Day to all of our godly women. We want you to know that you are appreciated and are very special to us. All of those that are watching online as well and not able to be here, God has blessed us over and over through each one of you. And that is a, a wonderful, wonderful blessing. I can tell you, I'm not sure exactly what Pat has in the Mother's Day, a gift that you will receive at the end of the service on your way out, but I'm pretty assured that it's not going to be toilet paper. So um, what a fun, fun thing. That, that date night is amazing. The Monahans were uh, the ones that uh, got that started for us. And a couple of them are ill today, and so some of them are at home. Uh, and I appreciate Eric and Tucker uh, taking up and pitching in and uh, giving us a wonderful, wonderful moment during our communion time and also during our uh, ministry highlight time um, today. So, you know, people give cards or flowers or chocolates or whatever they might give for uh, Mother's Day presents. And I ran across this list this week, 20 awful Mother's Day cards that you absolutely should not buy and should not send. I don't have all 20 on here, but here are a few. This gray silver card says, I got you this card because it matches your hair. Yikes. Mom, I love you loads. Speaking of loads, can you do my laundry? (laughs) If you're giving your mother or grandmother or wife a card that says obligatory Mother's Day card, it might be okay just to pass it up altogether. I'm just, I'm just saying. You may have carried me for nine months, but you'll always carry me financially. <laughs> and then this one, I love you more than dad. So a couple of ways this can be taken, Right? I love you more than dad. It could be saying, I love you more than I love dad, which is great. It could also be saying, um, I, I love you more than dad loves you. Well, that could be problematic uh, when it comes anniversary time. But. And then this one, well, I guess this Mother's Day card is late. Looks like someone wasn't raised properly. Mom, thanks for always checking up on me. And in case you can't see it, on the cell phone, the notification says, missed 24 calls from mom. (laughs) You might want to consider answering one of those every now and then. And then this one, I'm awesome. You're welcome. Happy Mother's Day to the luckiest mom. (laughs) Well, it always helps to have a good bit of self-confidence and self-esteem, but not sure I would recommend giving any of those cards. Like all of us, mothers, grandmothers, wives, aunts, sisters, all of our godly women are imperfect. Uh, Proverbs 31 notwithstanding, uh, we're all imperfect, including all of the wonderful godly women that make up our lives and make up this church family. Uh, One of my favorite book titles was from 
uh, a book about the Proverbs 31 lady, and the book title was The Proverbs 31 Lady and Other Impossible Dreams. <laughs> so ladies, if you have ever read that Proverbs 31 and been challenged by that and thought, I'll never measure up, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, because we know that we're all sinners. We know that we all fail in some areas. We know that we don't always hit the mark. And that's true of all of our wonderful godly women as well. And yet, and yet, the Apostle Paul uses a very maternal metaphor to describe his ministry with the Thessalonians. We always think of God as Father, and I appreciate Matt bringing up the Old Testament Scripture where God says, I cared for you like a mother. And Paul says much the same thing. 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 8. Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians. I'm sorry, chapter 2. You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know. But with the help of our God, we dared to tell you this gospel in the face of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, verse 4, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you, or gentle among you, some translate, just as a nursing mother cares for her children. So we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. It's an incredibly maternal image. A nursing mother. And Paul says that's how we cared for you. To the church of the Thessalonians. The background, of course, of these letters is found in Acts chapter 17 on Paul's mission journey where he and Silas and Timothy ministered to those areas in northern modern-day Greece and Thessalonica and Berea and Philippi. Though persecuted in every place, still, Paul says, we provided gentle, loving care for you like a nursing mother. So let's take a look at what that sounded like for Paul. God's loving care seeks to please God. The first six verses, really, it says that specifically in one verse, but really that's what it's all about. Seeks to please God. The godly women of our congregation seek to please God. In fact, they are great examples and inspiration for the rest of us of what that looks like lived out every day. Gentle, loving care seeks to please God. So a few things about that. Gentle, loving care gets results. And that's what he reminds them of in chapter 2, verse, verse 1. You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. And they did get results. 
And you think of your, your loving mother or loving grandmother or, or a loving friend, a, an aunt or a sister or someone in the congregation that has impacted your life, you are those results. And that's what Paul is telling the Thessalonians. Our work among you was not without results. They did have a response. And he'll say more about that in just a little bit. I think one of the things about our godly women here is that they are so very connected, and that's why they bring results. I hope you'll notice Eric's column in the bulletin this week because he talks about the importance of being connected and making those connections and being engaged in each other's lives, which is where he ends this passage as we read. But that's a big part of how you get results. That's why Paul and Silas had such great results there in Thessalonica. Because they cared for them and they were involved in their lives. Secondly, God's gentle, loving care that Paul speaks of here shares the gospel and is willing to suffer for it. Verse 2, we had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know, but with the help of our God... We dare to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. We know how he was thrown in jail in Philippi, he and Silas, and were beaten and flogged in spite of being Roman citizens, and spent all night and then were released the next morning. We know that when he got to Thessalonica, the Jews hired a bunch of of, uh, 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 a mob, kind of a rena mob, as some scholar has called it to bring trouble upon Paul and his uh, missionary team there. And then once they left Thessalonica, the Thessalonian Jews followed them to Berea and, and threw them out of that city as well. So everywhere Paul went, this happened in the face of strong opposition. And it certainly happened in Thessalonica. And he reminds them of that. We shared the gospel with you and we were willing to suffer for it. Verse 3 reminds us that gentle, loving care has true motives. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. Now, I realize that that's not 100% true of moms. Moms have been known at times to uh, accidentally, on purpose, get you to do what you need to do, what is the right thing to do, without actually making it clear how they are manipulating you to do exactly that. (laughs) Our daughters have this wonderful statement uh, for uh, their mom and me. Every once in a while, you know, they'll say, pack your bags. And, uh, and, And it comes usually after something like, you know, they've been with us for a few days and we'll say something like, so you're leaving already? And that's when they say, pack your bags, you're going on a guilt trip. <laughs> that's the rest of that. <laughs> and that, it's, it's amazing how naturally that comes for Joyce and me. It's just kind of incredible. But for Paul, he says, look, we didn't have impure motives at all. We were straight up front with you. Verse 4 reminds us that gentle, loving care seeks to please God. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We're not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. How do you know that that's what you're doing? Well, when you're willing to pay a price. When you're willing to go to the point to where you don't please people that you could otherwise please because you know God is calling you to say or to do something else. 
to help them more in the long term perhaps, to be more faithful to God's Word in the short term even. Gentle loving care seeks to please God. Verse 5 says, gentle loving care doesn't cover up sin with a mask. You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We recently, of course, in this country and around the world in the midst of the pandemic, had to wear masks at times to try to uh, save the, the society from making this horrible experience worse. And Paul says, look, we didn't try to cover anything up. Masks can be used to, to uh, hold something in or to keep something out, or it can be used just to, as a disguise, just to cover something up. And Paul says, we didn't do that. We didn't wear a mask. We display to you everything that we are. We were honest. We had integrity. And then finally, verse 6, gentle loving care doesn't abuse its authority. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Paul says, as an apostle of Christ, I could have played that card. (laughs) I could have made you respect me. I could have made you be obedient to me. But he says, that's not, that wasn't my intention ever, ever. Instead, I treated you like a nursing mother would a child. I treated you with gentle, loving care. The last couple of verses emphasize this. Gentle, loving care loves and cares. <laughs> you say, Bill, that's a good English teacher would never let you get away with that. Well, okay. But sometimes the most obvious things elude us. Gentle, loving care is loving and caring. And I think sometimes we need to be reminded of that. 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 7 and 8. Instead, we were like young children or babies or gentle among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. One scholar has said, the note of maternal affection in verse 7 comes from the heart of Paul. It's amazing that he would use this metaphor. But that's how much he loved and cared for the church of the Thessalonians. And that's what he calls us to be for each other today. It's not the only time that Paul used a more feminine metaphor. In Galatians 4.19, he says, My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. And then similar to this one in 1 Thessalonians 2, Ephesians 5.29 says, After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. Same word is used there. John Stott writes, It is a a lovely thing that a man as tough and masculine as the Apostle Paul should have used this feminine metaphor Some Christian leaders become both self-centered and autocratic. The more their authority is challenged, the more they assert it. We all need to cultivate more in our pastoral ministry of the gentleness, 
love and self-sacrifice of a caring mother. And I certainly say amen to that. You know, Paul, in this passage, one of the incredible things is that just in a couple of verses from here, in verses 11 and 12, he's going to talk about how he ministered to them in Thessalonica as a loving father. (laughs) So it's not that he's trying to appear effeminate as a male, and that's not it at all. And that's what our culture seems to be trying to do, and that's, that's way over the top. That is not in Scripture at all. Scripture affirms maleness, and it affirms a femaleness as well. And so we glory in those things, but as we consider how we relate to one another, there are certain aspects of each of those that can powerfully impact us and make that connection, make that, that relationship that much stronger. Paul says, we were like a loving father to you, but he also says, we were like a nursing mother to you and cared for you and loved you in all of the same ways. Just a moment, we'll see a video, a short video, and I'd like to introduce it with this uh, statement. Two frightened dogs were surrendered to the Marin Humane Society, and that's where this video comes from. Upon examining the female, we learned she recently had puppies. After some detective work and a lot of convincing, our team was able to get the person who surrendered the dogs to also surrender the puppies, as they still needed their mama and were not in a safe situation. We captured the moment when sad and scared mom got to see her puppies again. She had been in a corner and unresponsive until this moment. Tears of joy all around at this happy reunion. Hey, Mama, you're so much happier now.
I don't think I could ever have words that could communicate the love and the care and the sheer joy that a godly woman, a godly mother would have for her children. And that's what we just saw. And Paul says that's what we were for you. And that's what we are called to be for each other. Gentle, loving, care, loves, and cares. Finally today, gentle, loving care shares its life. And that's the last verse that we read, verse 8. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. The song we sang earlier, How Deep the Father's Love, expresses that in one of the most beautiful ways that I've ever heard in my life. As Eric shared around the table that call to let that seed die so that much, much more fruit can come from it. As we see our lives, we recognize that we share our lives being crucified with Christ and letting Christ live in and through us. That's what we see in the godly women that have touched us and have made such an impact on our lives, and that's what we should see and be for each other. Gentle, loving care shares its life. So two things as we close. First of all, what a blessing to be cared for like this. What a blessing to be cared for like this. To have someone love and care for us like a, nur- like a nursing mother. To have someone overjoyed with us when we connect with each other. Like that mother dog was for her puppies. What a blessing to be cared for like this. But then you know what the second one is, don't you? What a blessing to care for others like this. It's not just an image that we are to receive, but this is how we are to treat one another. This is how we are to treat others with gentle, loving care. In the words of the Apostle Paul, like a nursing mother would care for her babies. What a blessing to care for others like this. This morning, if you need that kind of gentle, loving care, we invite you to bring Christ your broken life, but not just bring Him your broken life. Bring us. Bring us your broken life. And we'll walk through that broken life with you. If we can help you today, come as we stand and sing this great song together.